Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Pastor Colton Pemberton with you today with PT Students. I'm so thankful that you've come to this podcast specifically today because I believe that the Lord has something planned for you indeed. Um, this is the second part of our Savior and Lord series. I'm getting pretty giddy about it because uh, we're going to start talking about how God is our Lord and Christ being the Lord over our lives, of course. And, uh, if I can just remind you, if you go back to the first part, I have said it already, but the second part, I'll just mention once again that I basically... Uh, collaborated this podcast from the saying simply that most people love Jesus as their Savior, but do not like Him as their Lord. And I find that to be true in our personal lives because we love the fact that, of course, yeah, Christ saves, He heals, He delivers, He sets the captive free. We're all good with that, but it's tough after Christ saves us for us to obey Him in reverent fear as our Lord. And so most of the people, of course, have had trouble uh, because of their unfortunate, and look, I'm speaking for myself as well, our unfortunate flesh, our flesh is so independent, it's prideful, and at the very core, it's evil. It's a part, and it's tainted by, it's really tainted by this, the sin nature, we call it. Um, and we spent some time on that just a few weeks ago as well. But I'm, I'm looking forward to today. I'm actually bringing it out of Exodus chapter 6. I'm excited because this is literally, in all of the scripture, one of the most perfect examples examples of Christ being our Savior and then being the Lord. And so I, I just wanted you, if you have the opportunity, uh, to turn to Exodus chapter 6. Um, it's in verse 6 and 7. I'll just lay a little bit of background here for just a moment. Moses is here, of course, in the book of Exodus, as the Bible calls Exodus, Exodus, here and today, the um, New Western Christianity that we live. We, we determine the book of Exodus is actually the Greek word exit. Even though it was written in Hebrew, the Greek uh, term Exodus means exit. So it's the story of the exit of the children of God and of Israel leaving, uh, of course, Egypt. And so we're here in Exodus 6. It's interesting, if you start to study the scripture of the Israelites, they had found themselves in captivity because the Bible says there was a Pharaoh who knew not Joseph, and he knew of Joseph, but he didn't follow or adhere to the reverence that the Pharaoh during the time of Joseph's time, uh, they didn't really respect who Joseph was or the Israelite people. So they were starting to fear that there were so many Israelites, and they began to uh, give them uh, under strict bondage, and they were slaves to the Egyptian people. And so Moses, God had raised him up out of the prayers and pleas of God's people. God had always uh, and ever always has risen a man up to deliver his people and to preach the true word of God. In this specific case, God calls Moses, of course, and you're familiar with the manger down the Nile River. Uh, Pharaoh sent out an order that he would kill all the children. And then, of course, Moses coming down from the Nile River, one of Pharaoh's daughters picks him up, and uh, she raises Moses in the courts and in the um, the nice extravagant lifestyle of the Pharaoh, which is technically the king of that day in Egypt, who was the most uh, militant power of that day. And um, we know this, that Moses, of course, had pretty close contact with the Pharaoh. They knew each other, of course, very well, him being somewhat of a stepdad to him, um, or an adoptive father, adoptive grandfather, whichever you would call. And we find here in Exodus chapter 6, God calls Moses, and he speaks to him, and he tells him that he has seen the cries and the groanings of his people. And so Moses becomes very burdened for the Israelite people, and um, he has to go to Pharaoh, and he has to mention, actually much more than mention, demand, let my people go from this bondage. We are a nation of people, and it's time to get out of here. You're treating us poorly, and of course, God here 
hearing his uh, children, he sends his mercy and grace to deliver them. And so we find ourselves here in Exodus chapter 6, verse 6, it says this, that say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord, and God is telling Moses this, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will deliver you from slavery to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. It says in verse 7, I will take you to be my people, and I will be your God, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God, who has brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. Verse 8, it says, I will bring you into the land that I swore to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to you for a possession. I am the Lord. Now, we see a perfect picture of of verse 6 telling us this, that God is delivering the people of Egypt, excuse me, the Israelites, out of the land of Egypt. We know this, that God saves the Israelite people. God shows the Jewish people who the Savior is, that He's the Redeemer, that He is the one who can set the captive free, specifically in physical form at this moment of time. God literally is taking the Israelites out of Egypt. And so we find God's saving grace, of course, here in the Old Testament, uh, which we can see throughout all of the Bible. We see this in Exodus 6. It also tells us that he is the redeemer. He is also showing us that he knows the struggles of his people. He says, I will deliver you from slavery to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. Now, it's amazing. We get the Savior part, but this is what I really want to try and hammer home in verse 7. I will take you to be my people, and I will be your God, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God. It's amazing to me that the term Lord, actually, if you uh, read it in Scripture, is all capitalized because it's the summons of the covenant-keeping God, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. And it's amazing. If you study the Word of God, you'll find this, that God wants to bless you. God wants to give you the greatest. And I mean that, and I'm not necessarily a prosperity preacher, but I believe that God wants to give you simply the best. And really what that means is the forgiveness of sins, a life of freedom, uh, struggling no longer to sin and being bound under it. And we know this, that after, of course, coming to Christ and you saying yes to Jesus, your personal Savior, He saved you, but now live for Him as He is your Lord. Act like Jesus is with you everywhere you go because spiritually He truly is. And so I encourage you in that truth today, and I'm asking that God would bless you with deliverance, bless you with freedom, that God would just continue to pour out His amazing blessings on each one of us. I love you so much. Pastor Colton here with us, uh, PT students. Just want to remind everybody that we have service on Tuesday nights and we start at 7 p.m. there uh, at the church, 64 Airways Boulevard. I'm looking forward to uh, this coming week and what God has in store for us. Uh, on Sunday, we also have service uh, beginning our Lifeline Connection class. We have a 9.30 Sunday school class, our Lifeline Connection. And then right afterward, we have service in the sanctuary. And God's been blessed. And just this last Sunday at the time of recording, we had one person rededicated and then the first time salvation. And in the evening service, we had a first time ever baptism of the Holy Ghost with a dear sister. So God is moving tremendously at PT Students and People's Tabernacle Church. God bless you. Love you very much. Thank you so much for listening.